At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the final cast for another week in episode or a week episode. Uh, I'm Brad. And I'm Josh. Uh, today, we are going to talk about different bodies of water me and josh have fished um i know we both of us have fished some newer waters this year and i just wanted to get like our opinions on them uh kind of i guess review the the lakes and the rivers that we've fished uh across the country so um i guess we can get started and uh i for, first i wanted to uh, ask you about your uh, Cherokee Lake trip. I've never been there, and it looked like you guys had a really good time out there. So, uh, yeah, let's hear a little bit about that lake. So, my wife and I went to Gatlinburg for my birthday, um, and it was supposed to kind of. My wife had to aim to be uh, like a. Tr- she made it seem like it was a trip, like a fishing trip, but <laughs> really, when it came down to it, it wasn't. Um, we kind of actually we were going to take our kayaks down and then we decided not to and i was trying to figure out like places to fish the places weren't as close as i thought they were and then i kind of got freaked out which i'm glad we didn't bring them because where our cabin was was a really like it was on the side of the mountain sort of so like the driving was like a one lane road it was super super curvy like a lot of like 90 degree kind of turns and stuff like that and with my dodge and that trailer it would have been kind of a pain in the butt so i'm glad we ended up not taking them but at the same time i wish we would have it just we would have had to stay somewhere different so um but what we had trouble doing is finding like a guide service i called like six or seven guide services kind of last i know it was last minute so it's kind of partly on our fault um, but I just wasn't getting it by calling us back. Um, and I was, we were trying to do like just strict bass fishing. I wanted to go catch some smallmouth somewhere out there or, you know, somewhere in Tennessee and Cherokee Lake is fairly close. Um, oh, what was the other one? Douglas. Yeah. Douglas and Cherokee. 
Yeah, those are right next to each other. Yeah, they're not very far apart. And so we ended up finally getting a call back. And when my wife, my wife ended, I started to get frustrated and I was like, forget it. And she's like, no, I really want to take you fishing. So anyways, long story short, um, we ended up with a striper um, service, guide service on Cherokee. And it really actually wasn't very successful. We maybe only caught like three fish. I think I caught one and my wife caught two. And it stinks because the guy like put the fish back before I even got a picture with with the one that I caught. It was funny because we were sitting there. Um, it was decent. It it was you know they're fun to catch. We were catching oh, yeah. them though on um, live bait uh, using alewives, which is just a, sh- a you know type of shad. And um, I think what kind of shad is that specifically called? Ew, I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, it you know. Uh, they're kind of long and skinny and, um, uh, you know, I learned that stripers are, you know, those are very hard fish to not catch necessarily, but to track down. Yeah. Like they move a lot. They're constantly just on the move. So we would get small school. They weren't schooled up really big. They were kind of in small groups of like five or six Mm -hmm. and they would come and they'd show up and the guy had, um, like Pantop Pantopics live type of, uh, uh, fish finder, you know, oh, one like of those the live scope. Yeah. Like a live scope style. Yeah. And so you would see them kind of show up in this area and then they'd just be gone. And, you know, we'd have to move around like five or 10 feet here or there and they'd be there and then they are gone. And, you know, then the school itself would move on. So, um, it was a lot of fun. The lake is gorgeous. Um, I really love Tennessee lakes. I like big rocks like that, you know, on the shorelines, that sort of thing. And just, uh, the hills and the woods and just the backdrop is a lot, you know, it's a lot nicer than what we have here in Ohio. Everything's so kind of relatively flat in our immediate area. You know, there's places that in Ohio, especially towards the South and the East that are more scenic. But the problem is, is a lot of our lakes are man-made and they kind of tend to be just, I don't, I hate to say this, but they're just kind of garbage, man. They they just get a lot of runoff, you know, runoff stuff. Yeah. And I think it's just they're overpressured. The there's people keeping fish that they shouldn't be, you know, caught. So I think everything just gets hit super, super, super hard. And it's just kind of it's it is it is what it is. And you you can attest to it, man. F- bass fishing in Ohio is uh, very very hard to do. Um, oh yeah, and find like you know really good consistent places unless you're up in Erie or you really, really know the body of water and you've been fishing it for years. Um, so for me, that's not the case. I haven't been fishing lakes like that for years. Um, you know, there's a few river systems here in Dayton, you know, the Dayton area that I am comfortable with like that, where I can track down fish. But even to that, man, there's certain seasons that I I lose them. And then I have trouble kind of locating back where, where these fish end up being, especially in the summertime, because they kind of, I think smallmouth bass get real hard to catch in the summertime because they start getting in such fast water that you got to be able to just plop baits in front of them. Like, and it's just tough to do, um, without kind of getting yourself in dangerous situations, I think. But, um, but you know, uh, it was Cherokee Lake is actually known, uh, well known, not well known. Actually, it's not well known. Um, 
but it is got really good smallmouth bass fishing. So I'd love to kind of make it back, go back out there again and uh, give it a shot. It, it kind of, you know, it's the kind of lake that reminds you sort of Dale Hollow, just not to the extent as big as Dale Hollow, but, um, you know, the the kind of features of what you're fishing are kind of be similar, I think. You're going to have big rock ledges, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, um, but when we were down there, they had actually, and it was my birthday's on August 22nd. And we went that weekend and they had already started drawing that lake down, which I thought was kind of crazy because we in Ohio don't do it that soon. I don't think not that I've noticed. I think, uh, the first week of November is when we draw down Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. I know, I know it's real late season. I don't know if it's necessarily to kind of counteract, I guess, a rainy season, you know? To allow water, you know, maybe in those areas that it's known to get, yeah, a lot of rainfall. Um, but I know we don't do that. He's like, I, you know, he's like, I started doing it last week because I mean, you could see like a good six feet in height of the bank line from where it changed so drastically. You know, it's kind of barren and it's got that weird clay dirt look to it. Um, and, uh, so, but it was, it's a beautiful, like, um, being out there made me want to move down to Tennessee and get of Ohio really badly. So even, oh. even though we didn't do very well, so. Hey, that, that uh, same weekend you were down there, I, I actually, I think you were heading up back home and I was going down that same weekend. Yeah. My, and you ended up there too, right? Yeah. At the same I, exact lake. Well, we I didn't get to fish, but we got to walk the uh, Cherokee Lake Dam and check all that area out. We stayed uh, with my wife's uh, sister, and uh, she took us out walking around the lake. It, it is a beautiful lake, man. Very rocky. But yeah, like you said, the the lake was super low. I know the uh, the guy we were with, my uh, sister-in-law's uh, boyfriend, he, uh, he was telling me, like yeah, look look up in these trees. The water was just just in those trees like a few days ago. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Cause it like like you said, it was probably ten or more feet low, you know. Right. So, but yeah, those, those rocks. I got to walk down on the bank and check out the rocks. It's 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 like this sand rocky mix with a really thin. Um, I don't know, like I guess you call them the, the cleavage of rock that broke off. But yeah, that was that was a cool lake. Lot lots of islands too. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Did you get to fish around any of those islands? Yeah. Um, actually, the main spot that we were fishing was a, a point off of a a small little island. To be honest with you, though, I'm not even sure. Yeah, most of it, I, it, it was an island, and it just appeared to be a lot bigger than it actually is because mm-hmm. of the water being down. But um. It's kind of cool though. I mean, people stay out on those islands. You know, they had their boats tied off out there and pulled up and, and you know, and set up hammocks and stuff in the trees. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I'd like to get out and do that. So, did you guys come across any grass patches? Or but, uh, I couldn't. No, no. He um he had guys that were out there fishing that he's buddies with and he kind of help him out for guide servicing like that. So like if they get on fish, they'll be like, Hey, they'll call him up and be like, come out. They, they had radios and stuff. And they'd be like, come out 
over to you know they had funny nicknames for all these areas like there was this huge sweet house that looked like uh like the front of it looked like a bass pro and that's what they yeah. call it they're like come out to bass pro man the fish are out here <laughs> so that was like a spot that they knew to check it was called yeah. bass pro but um you know it was a it was a cool place um i'd like to go back eventually you know i'd like to really kind of explore tennessee in general overall and kind of get 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 down there a lot next year um i'm even thinking about trying to go there this this um this winter i heard uh smallmouth fishing down in the tennessee side of dale hollow is crazy on with smallmouth like it sucks weather wise but i heard like if you can get on them you'll catch some big ones and stuff but i'd imagine they're pretty deep right now too down there yeah probably you know so that's another one uh we can talk about here in a few minutes yeah and i don't know though that when we say deep to us we think I think a lot of times we think like super, super, super deep, like, you know, 50, 60, 70. But then we got to realize that that's like two states south of us and their weather just isn't as crazy. Their water temperatures aren't going to be nearly as low as what ours are. So we don't have to necessarily look as crazy deep as what we we might think in our our heads when we first think about that. But but yeah, yeah. it's a it's definitely a cool place. You know, like we went on our trip. To Dale Hollow, you want to talk about that real quick? We'll talk about Dale Hollow and Heck what's yeah, like. That's... You've been there, you've been there several times, right? You go there on a family trip almost all the time. If I yeah, remember I go, correctly, I go with my uh, wife's cousins and her uncle okay. every year. Yeah. That's during the springtime though. So when we went uh, early fall, it was completely different than what I'm used to. <laughs> but uh, li- like you mentioned before, the uh, Lake drawdown was happening at Dale Hollow that time of the year as well. So that lake was probably down 10, 15 feet, I'm guessing. Easy. I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, I would say a good 10, 15. Yeah. That, that, uh, all the coves that we usually fish in the springtime for the spawn, uh, no water back in those at all. Yeah. So w- when we arrived, I was like, what? This is crazy. I wasn't expecting that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I know drawing down the lake, it, it exposed all the weed patches that like I never you you can't normally see because they're under the water, yeah, 10, fifteen feet. So, um, that is what we targeted when we were fishing there, and we had success all weekend. But uh, that that lake also a really rocky lake on top of being grassy in a lot of spots. So I I just think it's like the perfect mix, honestly. You get in the middle of one of those coves and it's really grassy, and then you get towards the edges of the banks and it's rocky. You got probably 20, 30 yards between bank and the middle of the cove where it's just like rock and then the grass transition. So it's it's awesome. I didn't know. Okay. Right. What what did you think about that lake first time being there? Um, I loved it. Um, I I mean. I guess really when it came, it came down to being at Cherokee and being at Dale Hollow this year, it was just different for me. And with it being different, it was exciting because I hadn't fished water like that. It was a learning opportunity. So I kind of tried to take full advantage of fishing something, a different style. Like I know you and Justin committed to fishing 
in that marina like crazy and fishing weeds but we we both we've been doing that for years you know what i mean we because we fish like that's how a lot of our our ponds and our lakes are around here real weedy you know and we don't even have really nice good lakes even vegetation wise like weed wise you know Mm -hmm. like all of our stuff here unfortunately tends to get ruined from um farm runoff types issues and all that stuff so like the vegetation growth here is in a sense i guess you could call abnormal so Mm -hmm. like you just you either a get this fluctuation of where it's way too much or where it's not enough that's Mm -hmm. real weird um you know and we can attest to seeing how kaiser reacts like that there's been times you're like kaiser fish is awesome fished awesome and it was like full chock full of weeds and it was a pain in the butt but like you could pull big bass from it and then it would lighten up and then it would be bad and then it would be mm-hmm. chock full of it again and then it would be bad and then it would lighten up and it'd be good and it's like you know and in that place as a, as a lot of ohio lakes are especially on our side of the state and you know especially grand st mary's down i don't know how it is northeast but you know, I, I, there seems to be a, this line of where St. Mary's is in a big circle in this corner of this, you know, the state where we have so many problems with algae blooms and that sort of thing. And I know a lot of lakes have that problem, but it's just I think when Ohio's coupled with the pressure that it gets and kind of the poaching issues that there are out there that it just makes it tough to fish here. So when, when I went to Dale hollow, I was just excited to be out of the state of Ohio and I made it a point to fish a different way that I've never had opportunity to fish. And that was fishing ledges, like big, steep drop-offs like that. We don't have that too much here. We have it here and there, but I, you know, I was like, in Dale Hollow, it's one of those places it's easy to find them because it's oh, yeah. they're so frequent. You know, you're like you're looking at that ledge. I was like, come over here, Brad. I caught a fish over <laughs> here, you know, and and you know, and it was it was awesome. It was like, you know, it was just six feet from that water, you know, the actual bank line where the water's meeting up to the bank. And then there was what that like 15 foot drop, boom, just yeah. straight down. And what was cool was all the uh, timber. That's what I thought was was really super cool was you had timber laying down those, those ledges like that, you know, like Mm -hmm. not where they, it's like a lay down where you got the, the, the back end of the, you know, root ball next to the bank and it kind of just comes out gradually and you can see all the sticks. This thing's just straight down in the water, (laughs) you know, like upside down matchsticks, man. It was cool. And so I, I had a lot of fun fishing like that. Um, I kind of learned that I need, I found three good schools of what I thought were bass. Were they? I'm not hundred percent sure. I caught a small mouth out of one of them, but I kind of learned that I need, if I find something like that, that I need to just sit, settle down and start changing baits out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead, I would just keep, I would fish it. And if I didn't catch anything in like 20 cast of what I had, then I would move on. Mm-hmm. And I think what I needed to do was settle down, figure out what I'm looking at because they stayed there. You know what I mean? They only moved like a little bit, like just maybe, you know, 15 yards up and down this, this point. Basically yeah. they were, po- ba- they were points, you know, 
Just, um, they were probably chasing like, bait, I'm guessing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I could see the clouds of bait fish, and mm-hmm. then I could mark, especially, I could see it on my side view real well also. That's what was kind of, that's what really set it off to me that I was seeing schools of fish um, and not just, um, like, structure, like timber or something like that. But um, because I could see the clouds, and I could see the fish like in that little black dark area of your side view or you you haven't seen it yet you, you will you're gonna love it <laughs> and wait. so when you see you can actually i can see the fish like in my side vision like um like you you can see them in side view but when they're like they're on the like away from you they appear as like white like kind of not dots but white spots and you can a lot of times tell that that's a fish because it'll have a black spot underneath and it's the shadow that's created Mm -hmm. from the sonar and like that those shapes will match up in a sense sort of you know um but these were actually in the like immediate area of my kayak like on the sides of me so that was kind of cool like seeing it like that but you're right um, on top of yeah yeah and uh so that was something i had to you know all need to work on and like that i learned out there but it was uh that place is gorgeous man the only thing complaint i could have was just getting the the bugs at night but i mean that's just that's gonna be anywhere so i can't really complain too much it comes with the territory as much as i hate mosquitoes and i wish they'd all burn in hell but um (laughs) i just you know it's it I, you have a passion for kayak fishing or fishing in general you're gonna have to deal with them so yeah See, the the boat traffic wasn't too bad on that lake either until saturday right yeah yeah saturday but, it picked up and it really even overall wasn't bad it's just ha- we yeah. happen to have the bass tournament that was going on and that's gonna happen probably that's probably a week a week every weekend type of deal so yeah, definitely. I, I know we, we, we go the Thursday through Sunday when we uh, go in the springtime, and it's usually not that bad, but uh, I, w- I will say the uh, the time we went in the fall, it wasn't bad either. It, it, was, it was pretty good, but uh, another thing I was going to say about that, a lot of people think of that lake as like the hybrid striper uh, and smallmouth fishing. They overlook the largemouth fishing there. But I, I understand why the, the largemouth fishing is like amazing there. Yeah, I, I always have really good su- success there. We catch some good ones. So you guys killed it, man. I, I laughed watching <laughs> Justin catch like five fish within fifty yards of the ramp, like yeah. in the <laughs> in the most high traffic spot possible, which is the one spot that all boats are coming in and out of where the boat ramp is. And Justin literally is pulling fish after fish after fish out. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like I, I, but in my head, I was like, you know, I need to just, I wanted to do something different while we were down there and fish in a different style. And, you know, I've, we've fished Kaiser for however many years. And that's basically the style of fishing that you guys did. And even Justin said it. He's like, oh, this is awesome. This is right up my alley, <laughs> you know, because he, yeah. he knows how to fish Kaiser so well. He knows how to fish this huge, huge you know masses of weeds everywhere you know we, we and, wanted to um, go down there to catch a pb yeah <laughs> it, and you know honestly if that lake hadn't been drawn down i think we would have done a lot better overall uh, yeah. well that's let, let me scratch that 
I, I, I would don't agree. think we would have done better necessarily numbers wise because I think the fish would have been spread out more. But I think we wouldn't have been concentrated to the same spots, and we would have probably potentially had more of an opportunity to big pull a bigger fish out. You I know what I mean? Somewhere. But I don't know that we could say the numbers. You guys killed it back there, like numbers wise. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was just count. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't catch that many fish. I think I caught maybe, maybe ten through the whole weekend. <laughs> I don't think I caught any anything under fourteen inches, and they were all fat. Yeah, they were. So that's a that's a really healthy body. Well, of actually, you know what's funny though? Did you notice how like how fat the largemouth were, but the smallmouth you and I caught were not like that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't it's fat at all. They were weird. long. Like mine was real long. Yours was real long. Like real long and skinny. But I, I did fish that lake a little differently. Like I'm not good at fishing points or anything or ledges, but I did catch a few smallmouth off of points while yeah. we were there. So that was cool. I think uh, the smallmouth, especially the sizable ones, were still further closer to the main lake. I yeah. think if we were to keep hitting points on our way out to where the main part of the lake is or where the Tennessee, because I read that the Tennessee-Kentucky line is – the points like in that area are really, really good. And I think if we would have kept moving out, but it's, it's crazy to think it doesn't look like you're that far back there, but we were, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're in a kayak, that's far. Like, Oh yeah. Um, especially if you're paddling. So me and Justin paddled from the Marina down two coves, which was Casey's, uh, I, I think I forget what it's called. Casey's Creek or something. I can't remember something like that but that was i think it was a little bit over a mile from the marina and we paddled all the way down there fished that whole cove and paddled all the way back and that's where i was catching the smallmouth yeah points so makes sense yeah i think if we would have kept going further and further out like the our chances of catching smallmouth would increased and probably catching the largemouth would have decreased because i think yeah the further out we would have gotten, we would have dealt with less vegetation. But dude, I'll tell you what was kind of crazy was seeing the vegetation on the sides of those drops, especially on the left side where yeah. we were fishing. That was where Jay crazy. was fishing. Yeah, where Jay was fishing. Like yeah. uh, I was like, I hadn't seen that before like that. I've I mean, I've seen like little examples of it, but not like to the extent of like a drop that's occurring like that and it's got vegetation on the side of it all the way down. Yeah, so that it, was cool. Like the width of that vegetation wasn't much either because you would get 20 yards away from the bank and like it would stop and then it'd be rock yeah on the, it was cool yeah. yeah yeah i never noticed that before because i like when i go with them i don't use my own boat and electronics so yeah I, i've never seen the bottom at all on electronics until the, this past year yeah so that was cool that was a real cool trip um, yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting i'd like to do that trip in the springtime like that'd be fun to go. We should uh, go. We should go. It's, it's not a hard trip, dude. Go catch um like the pre-spawn. Oh god, that'd be badass. <laughs> yep. That would be awesome. I don't know where the smallmouth spawn in that lake, but I'm sure we could figure it out. <laughs> I mean, even like but like you said, dude, the largemouth fishing is pretty pretty extraordinary there. And you know, for for a few kayak anglers that aren't like some super awesome bass fishermen, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we, we did pretty well. Like when you look at the overall 
overall yeah. weekend. So um, I can't imagine if we got some more time out there now that we kind of even like even seeing that lake drawn down kind of show opens your eyes to seeing what what you're seeing on sonar really is like, yeah. you know, with those trees, those trees would have looked really weird, I think visually on sonar until you actually saw what was happening with them that they're literally laying straight down you know yeah Uh, so but um what else you want to talk about or what other bodies of water you want to talk about um i was gonna ask you like your your all-time favorite lake in the unless it was a dale hollow i know you mentioned some bodies of water up in michigan before Uh, well i didn't yeah i didn't fish michigan this year but um i had a lot of fun we went to michigan but we i had more fun in the river than we did at the lakes um the lakes that we fished in michigan were giant bowls basically that were like kind of wide open um so when we went up there ended up being we had some weather still going on because we went in early june like the first or second weekend in june and it actually was still dropping into the mid 40s at night and getting to like in the 70s during the day like low 70s maybe so it was actually kind of slightly um chilly and we dealt with some some not we didn't have a lot of rain but it was still really windy so we ended up trying to fish um higgins lake and like we spent maybe 45 minutes to an hour out there and realized we, we just didn't have the gear to be able to fish it on in kayaks. So at the time, nobody had an anchored wizard or anything like that, you know, or, you know, we had some people had anchors and stuff like that, but even they were still kind of having trouble staying still because the, the area that we were trying to fish that day was had a sandy bottom. So, as the wind would kind of pick you up, your your uh, anchors would actually kind of slide in the sand. Still, yeah. um, nobody was nobody at the time. I think I had like a three pound grapple style anchor, and that thing that thing can't hold you in place at all if, if the wind's blowing. So, um, that ten pound mushroom. I have an eight eight now, um, yeah. specifically because of that trip. Um, but even I don't even really like using it. the anchors to be honest with you man i just i think they're kind of a pain to pull up and you know it's just uh, i i when you tend to kind of be at the angle you want to fish you ever feel like you got your anchor out and i'm like dude i just i can hook a fish and i think it just go right up underneath that wire (laughs) yeah like i've worried about that before so um but yeah, it's Michigan was awesome. We ended up doing the Cut River, which was funny because the guys from Michigan that I talked to, they were like, "Oh, the Cut River isn't anything it fishes like crap," and it didn't for us. We caught a, a lot of nice smallmouth. Like me and my buddy had a mini tournament against each other, and we probably caught thirty smallmouth between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the biggest went for eighteen and three quarters. Um, and this is in a river that we never fished before, like ever in our lives. So, um, and, uh, but that, that goes to kind of, that attests what we were talking about with how Ohio fishing is, you know, like we talked to guys from Michigan, like the cut river is not good. 
mm-hmm. we fished it and we're like, it's amazing. You know, like, <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm like, these dudes are spoiled. So, you know, and, um, but it's, uh, you know, I, I would say so far my favorite lake, I don't know. It's gotta be between, I mean, I can, I can only really say at this point is Dale hollow just because that's the lake that I spent a little bit of time, you know, a weekend of fishing there. Um, Douglas Lake, we were just there half a day and that was it, you know, striper oh, okay. fishing and, and that was it, you know, the rest of the time we were just, we were hanging out and, um, at the cabin and we went, uh, we did zip lining and that sort of thing. But I mean, to, to be honest with you though, like overall, if I was to pick like somewhere, like a destination that I really, really like, and I really want to go to, it's gotta be somewhere in Tennessee, just where it's warmer. You know, um, the weather's just, I mean, t- well, I can't say the weather's more stable because in the Smoky Mountains, dude, it's always cloudy and rainy, it seems, when I'm there. So, yeah. And, you know, my buddy always says they don't call it Smoky Mountains for no reason, dude. So expect the rain and expect the clouds and that sort of thing. So, but, um, you know, just I think I kind of like that style lake, you know, those, those, the damn style, style, lakes like that because there's a lot of protection wind protection in a sense yeah oh yeah you know like when i was up in michigan and a lot of those lakes up in michigan they're gorgeous they're clear they're blue but they're wide open dude so when it gets windy like they when we were on that and that this lake was small dude and it had like three to four four foot white cap waves going Ooh. on and this thing is small like you know, it's not like eerie or something like that, but it's like shooting up eerie style waves, you know, on a smaller scale. Kind of like, like a smaller version of St. Clair or something. Right. Exactly. So, and, um, you know, it, it, which not to say the fishing's bad because, you know, places like that are awesome and the fishing up in Michigan is absolutely awesome. And I'd like to keep trying to do it. It's yeah. just, I tend to, I think I tend to bring really bad luck with me when it comes to fishing, um, fishing in general. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like I bring the crappy wind with me everywhere I go. So dang it, Josh, it, it, it's true, man. I mean, we went on the river trip together and that my, uh, that microburst hit with me, you and Justin oh, around yeah. the river, dude. I'm like, that was crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, literally looked like a tornado came out of the trees at us that day. So, oh yeah. Out of nowhere too. Yeah. That was crazy. So uh, let's get into the rivers a little bit. You mentioned that river in Michigan. How how would you compare that to uh, the lake or the rivers we fish in our area? Oh, a hundred times better. A hundred times better like... overall, clarity wise, cleanliness. It was in the middle of the woods, you know, not down through our little urban suburban areas, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. It's just better. It's just better overall in general. Um, more species, like, you know, we were catching bowfin, huge pike, like, you know, um, I think my buddy caught like a 35 to 40 inch pike, um, out of his kayak out there. Um, and, uh, you know, and smallmouth on top of that, you know, we were, and we were catching a lot of fish in just about almost every little spot that we thought was good. So, um it and it was tiny like this river dude when it started out was on average a foot to two and two feet deep and clear as gin where you, and it was sandy mm-hmm. 
but and it curved constantly and it was really really oh, shallow yeah. and really that. really narrow it was so narrow brad it looked like you could literally jump land in the middle of the river and jump again onto the other bank like wow. so it started out like as this little tiny creek looking thing yeah, i love that man. and it and it stayed relatively narrow like that too for the most part um but it did get deeper the further into the woods we got, and then the water clarity kind of changed. It went from being clear to like a root beer colored, weird brown color. And the only thing I could test to that was the, the um, there was a lot because it was going through like an actual like forest. It was from the trees um, that had been in the water from where they're decomposing. I think they turned the water this brown color, which I yeah. thought would hurt the fishing and like they wouldn't be able to see it. But I was completely dead wrong on that. They can totally see when we were fishing the hell of Kitech baits. Like I, I bought probably 10 packs of them with me and we ended up having to divvy them all up because we were going through them so quickly because of the pike and the bowfin that have teeth nice. that we were catching. So like you would hook into like a monster fish and then boom, it's gone because it either a ate the Kitech in half or it snapped your bit at your line, you know, that sort of thing. So um, we ended up running like low on Kitex and swim bait hooks. It was kind of funny, but they loved it. Like it didn't matter what color you were throwing at all. So, um, but you know, I'm going to like, it, it was, it was a good time man. and, you know, it was kind of cool because it would be like, like a, a foot deep, right? You're laughing cause you can stick your hand in water and touch the bottom. Yeah, but then it would hit one of the turns, and mind you, this thing is like a snake; it is constantly turning back on itself. And what was really, really weird was like you would feel like you were like miles ahead of everybody, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Hey, Nate," and he'd just be two like switchbacks down from me, and I realized he's only fifteen yards from me actually. But that <laughs> wow. river turned back on itself so much that cool. yeah, it was really, really weird. And I'm like, dude, I've got to slow down, man. I'm like. I'm like an hour ahead of these guys, you know, and I'm like, let me slow down. And I realize I can see him. I'm like, look over. I'm like, I could see him <laughs> through the trees and he's just right there, but he's actually, you know, six turns behind me. It was, it was yeah. weird, but every time it turned though, it was kind of cool. Brad is from where it would hit those bank lines and it would cause that kind of, so when a river hits a bank line, it'll hit the bank and it tends to barrel undercut. Yeah. Or cut spin like that. And what it done is it wear out these like holes that would look like they were like 15 feet deep. Yeah. And there'd be just fish sitting in each one of these. And which is the same kind of deal that we have in our river systems, but they're so big or not big. Our rivers aren't big here, but it's at a bigger scale that you visually do not under kind of understand what that's like, what, what you're looking at necessarily. You know, especially with like the Great Miami River, right? The Great Miami Rivers, and especially on our end of it, on the southern part of it from downtown Dayton down, it's it winds out and it kind of just, it is what it is. It's got good places, obviously, but you just, you kind of don't understand how rivers work unless you see it on that kind of smaller scale. It kind of brings yeah. it all to focus. And that's kind of where I learned how, how to really concentrate on working the outside edge of those bank lines where those bends happen. No, go ahead. Though those bends, do they have like erosion control rip wrap like they do on our rivers here in Ohio? I'm talking about these things are tiny 
this stuff would be like the width of this room, man. Like that's how small it is. And it'd be just super deep with sticks or big trees sticking out of it. So like, I think if this place gets like significant rainfall, what I'm fishing is like the main channel of it. And it would turn something much more wider, like, like a, an actual river, not what looks like, like, you know, your backyard stream basically is what this thing kind of reminded me of. Um, I'd love but, to check that out. Sounds yeah. really cool. It is. And we found a lot of good put in spots and stuff like that. So it's just, it's like, it was kind of like Tennessee too. It's in the, you know, kind of backwoods and dude, the mosquitoes, That's my there, favorite, dude. the mosquitoes there were on a level that I'd never experienced in my life. Um, no matter how much bug spray I put on, I still got eaten alive. Like I had uh, over a hundred where I had smacked my head throughout the day dead mosquitoes all over the front part of my hat yeah (laughs) they would find the places to bite you like underneath my life my pfd Mm -hmm. like the strip between my belt line and under the belly i had probably 100 bites across the front of my stomach oh man yeah dude they were vicious (laughs) i i got a crazy story about that on the great miami earlier this year uh hold on when was that uh it was it was the day before jay and brian came to ohio me and yeah. Justin went out and fished. Uh, I was wearing that loose uh, sunscreen shirt, and they were biting me through the shirt on yeah. on the sides of my uh, life jacket. I'm like, how are they doing this? Yeah, it it just drove me nuts. I, I got home and I had like red dots all over my body. Yeah, so. I um, I'm gonna look into getting that stuff that you wash your clothes in that is like that uh see if that makes a difference because i don't like messing with deet uh, it works really really well but at the same time it's very very damaging to things that are plastic mm-hmm. and most of everything that we are messing with kayak fishing wise and fishing in general is plastic yeah like deet and like it really reacts bad with anything plastic so I'd like to try that stuff out. Yeah, dude, that's how it was when we were in Michigan, man. Like, it was biting through your shirt, biting through your hat, like, biting through everything, dude. Like, your pants, like, it was insane. So, um, but yeah. So, all right, well, let's let's kind of concentrate. Let's get you talking some about some of your places, man. Like, uh, what what was your fa- what's your favorite place to fish? Um, or this uh, year, whatever. My favorite place to fish this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start out of state or in in Ohio? You talk wherever you want. I like well, do, I talk do about... your favorite out of state, and then we'll talk about where what you like the most about in state this year. Well, I kind of already talked about Dale Hollow. I don't think there's really much else to say about that. I, yeah. I just like I said, it's a good lake. But uh, I guess well, I can talk about like a lake near us that I I enjoy. I just want to really figure it out. I feel like it's kind of hard to figure out, but uh, that lake is Paint Creek. Have you ever oh, been there? I have not. Uh, you would like it. It kind of reminds me of those uh, Tennessee lakes. It has those rock ledges and all these deep, like, you know, deep uh, drop-offs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, trying to remember uh, the, the coves. Coves are beautiful you you go in there it's like rock walls i came across the cove that i went all the way back in there came across water coming down out out of the rock wall like just trickling down this wall and then there is a little tiny waterfall coming into the lake 
And I, I, I just sat back in there for like 20 minutes. It's like, I'm going to chill back here. This is awesome. <laughs> it, it was in the shade. It was probably like 90 degrees that day. And it was just like peaceful. It was awesome. So that was cool. Uh, I do. Uh, I, I really think that lake's one of the more beautiful lakes in Ohio, but the fishing is tough. Yeah. I, um, is I don't have pressure to real out. bad. I, I believe it is that and Rocky Fork. They're within like 10, 15 minutes from each other. So yeah. I, I think they both get pressured, uh, pretty, uh, pretty hard. Um, but, but I think people fish that lake for crappie more than anything. Yeah. I knew the past, the past year, the uh, Cincinnati kayak fishing trail, they had that tournament out there. I, I pre-fished for that tournament twice. I didn't do well. So I was like, I don't feel like donating my money for this. So I didn't do the tournament. <laughs> oh really? But, yeah. Uh, I, I went out there, I did catch fish, but they were all, you know, like tiny fish. They wouldn't have won me anything, or, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there's some big fish there. I, there's some islands you can fish uh, right off those islands. It's like instant drop off. It's really rocky. I, I don't recall coming across any grass. But what I do remember is the trip that I went out there with. Um, me, uh, it was uh, Zach Carell and uh, John Graves earlier in June. And... I was fishing like these little cuts off of the main lake. They, they weren't really necessarily coves, but full of wood just pushed up against the bank. And I was getting hits on chatterbaits back there. And, uh, those, those fish right in there were probably about 15 inch range. So yeah, that was fun. That was real fun. That was, uh, I'd like to check that lake out. I've heard, I've heard it's really, you know, nice and scenic out there and, oh man. You know, I, I will say the other thing. I, I I got a picture on my Facebook. If anybody wants to see it, uh, it's in my fishing 2019 photo album. But I got a picture of me. Uh, I beached on a rock right in the middle of the lake, and I, I stood on this big rock. It's just like a big, big. I I can't really explain it. Big flat rock on the top. You can stand on, and mm-hmm. all around it, it just drops down to 20 feet. <laughs> so yeah. that Is I've that... never seen that on a lake. Yeah, that that was a cool picture you did too. Yeah, shout, cred- out, shout out to Justin for that. Justin picture. Marshall, photo cred. <laughs> yep. But man, beautiful lake, and I've only fished a fraction of that. I'd like to go up towards the headwaters and into the creeks because Rattlesnake Creek comes in, and then Paint Creek comes in. Yeah, I'd I'd like to go up even further into those creeks and fish all that, which yeah. is where I keep hearing that some of the better fishing is right. So I know there's, there's ramps closer to those, to those creeks. So I, I think next time I want to go, I want to park at those ramps up there and fish those creeks. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm down. And now that I have the, uh, the Garmin with the, uh, lake maps, I'll be able to find those submerged bridges that I see on Navionics. Yeah. <laughs> I, I passed over one, one day I was out there. I, I, but I didn't know what it was, you know, so yeah. I didn't fish it uh, that about 20 feet deep. There's a, there's a bunch of submerged bridges in that lake and road beds. Yeah. Bunch of you'll, them. uh, you'll love side vision, man. Wait, do you, when you get that and get that put on your boat, dude, you're going to be like, Oh, like, I think you're, I think you're, you're a good angler anyways. Um, I think that 
your fishing is going to uh, kind of take a couple of really big steps forward because you kind of understand it more than like what I do um, already and you don't even have it. So like when, when it, uh, when you, like when I say that, I mean like how you can kind of um, interpret topography and that sort of thing and translate yeah. it to what you're looking at water wise in front of you. And you're going to be like, oh, well, I already know the topography type stuff, but dude, check that out. You're going to be able to know that this is over to your left or your right. You know, you're going to yeah. be able to see, see the roadbeds. And, you know, like I told you, like in Kaiser, like, you know, I, when I finally saw that one, I was like, oh, that's awesome. We'll have to mess around with you. We got to check your settings and everything though, because your settings are probably going to be way off when you get it hooked up. Um, yeah. they're usually the auto stuff is is meant more for boats so it's pinging a lot faster than what it yeah, should you gotta turn that down a little bit yeah so but dude you're gonna love it you're gonna be like this is you'll see what the hype's all about even when you don't even have like super good like side side vision like you know like how they've got the really clear ones like just even regular side view is pretty badass so yeah oh, i'm excited <laughs> dude so, i uh I don't know if I'm going to fish any KBF events, but if I do, everybody watch out. I'm coming. Yeah, through. here comes Brad with a side vision. Oh, no. No, I'm You're going to go from being Brad Sticks Hicks to Brad Side Vision Hicks. And we'll just make you like look cross-eyed at everybody all the time. <laughs> kind of like this? Yeah. Brad Side Vision. If you're listening to this, go to the YouTube and uh, scroll to the 47-minute mark. You'll see my crazy thing. Hi. Oh, Brad, I finally can see structure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, yeah. I'm excited, dude. Uh, once uh, spring rolls around, we need to make a trip up to Kaiser and find that submerged bridge because I'm interested. It's interesting to me. You haven't seen, you don't know where it is? Well, I know it's like near the bait shop and the campgrounds, but I don't know anywhere else the submerged what the submerged bridge oh there's one at did you say in kaiser or paint creek there's one at kaiser too is it really i didn't know that i found yeah, the road bed that's where i was got excited when i finally saw that road bed in there but um of course i'm like oh look there's fish on it no i can't get any of them to bite and then they all just disappear for some reason it's probably more of like a culvert type bridge because i can't imagine it being like a really big bridge yeah like yeah 10 feet of water right, right but it shows up on navionics on a kaiser lakes map so yeah i want to find it and check it out um talk about some rivers locally here uh we wind down here after this but let's talk about some local yeah. rivers uh, so this great. year well, let's talk about our rivers. Let's name them off. Well, we we have in our immediate area that me and Brad hit. We both live. Brad and I actually live in Dayton, Ohio. We live five minutes away from each other. So our main river systems that we hit are the Great Miami River, the Little Miami River, the Mad River, Stillwater River, and what else? Um, is that it? That's well. That's usually you're gonna catch. Uh, so if we're on the river, it's going to usually be one of those four Yeah. for the most part. Um, I did not, I, I fish, cre I'll fish creeks sometimes, um, the smaller feeder creeks here, um, especially in the springtime when the water gets real high 
And I know that there's the potential for the bass to move kind of a good distance into creeks in the, into our creeks. And, um, but as far as the kayaks, I tend not to get them out cause it's just, it tends to be really kind of narrow, mm-hmm. um, a little too narrow. And there's kind of, there's not a lot of put in takeout spots, I guess you could say in those creeks for the most part. And when I say creeks, I mean like the small creeks, like, Twin you Creek know, like, something? No, no, even smaller. Twin Creek, well, you can almost call it like a river. Like, cause yeah, it, well, it, yeah. It, like, especially the end of it. But, um, I mean, like, Clear Creek and that sort of thing. The small, oh, small yeah, yeah. Um, I like getting I like getting into those when the water's high because, especially Clear Creek. Clear Creek's kind of fun because it clears out real fast. I was about and, to say, they go, they go down quick, too. Yeah. Uh, they'll go down quick, but they'll actually, I mean, if you think about it, it's where the initial f- flooding kind of starts, you yeah. know, and they yeah. heat and cool quicker. Yeah. But I, I spent some time fishing creeks like that this year because our rivers were so, so in such bad shape for so long. So, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know. I think that's for the most part, our, our main four in our general area that you'll find one of us in. So Brad, what's, I mean, I already know the answer to this. So I don't even know why I'm asking it, but, um, what, what did you fish this year and what was your favorite and why? I fished three rivers this year. Um, that was the great Miami, the little Miami and the mad river, which I've, I've only floated the mad river twice ever, even though it's 15 minutes away. Uh, it, it's a faster river. It's not as deep as the great Miami, uh, that alone right there kind of like deters me from it. I, I know there's probably some amazing fishing there. It's not as pressured as much, but that, that river is hard to fish because it's so fast. Yeah. And I fished the same stretch both times I fished it, but, uh, the, it's kind of hard to pick which one I like most between the great Miami and the little Miami, because the little Miami river is so scenic and you can, get into the numbers like way more than the great Miami river, but the great Miami river, the great Miami river is going to have the bigger fish. So it's kind of hard for me to pick. I don't get into the nut. Well, I take that back this year. I got into the numbers. Me and Justin got into the numbers more this, this year than we have any other year previous. And I'm not sure if that's because we learned more and we covered more water this year or what, but uh, little Miami, I, I usually, I usually kill it. No problems. That is more like I'll, I'll throw top water on the little Miami all day long, all right. year long. And it seems like they just eat it up. I'll throw that same top water on the great Miami. And I don't do as well. I don't know if that's because the depth difference or the water clarity, I'm thinking it's more water clarity than anything, but yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to go with Great Miami. It's what I fish the most. It's right here uh, near me. I, the Little Miami, like the closest part near me is the Xenia area, which is 25 minutes away. That that uh, section of the uh, river is really hard to navigate. I don't know if you floated that or not, have you? Oh, yeah. Well, no, Lots I've not floated games. it, but I have wade fished that area and and from the time that i've started fishing which has been about uh, let's say 
2014 when I kind of 14 was when I started weight bass wade fishing for smallmouth in the rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole section through Beaver Creek and everything has gotten destroyed from flooding, and mm-hmm. that's why it's know. yeah, and um, that's why it's as bad a shape as what you're you're describing navigation wise. How much trees they've had fallen out of the norm kind of thing so oh, yeah um i remember going to you know where trabine road is yeah that's There's where like, we, we started yeah. to float there downstream yeah. from trabine yeah so like dude it's insane down there like it's just so much junk in the water it's it's kind of scary a little bit actually you know because it's like you come across some of this stuff and you're like dude how do we get around this because it's the banks are so high up too. Yep. Like you're, it's not like you can get out. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? <laughs> we, we floated from Trabine down to Bellbrook. And for the yeah. first mile, mile and a half, maybe we portaged four times because the log jams. Mm-hmm. And we had to carry these, carry three kayaks through like nettles. Yeah. And, uh, all this crap for, quarter mile maybe oh it it was it was ridiculous like yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest floating that river until you know getting near the Neros and then going south there yeah i i I fished basically i fished from xenia all the way to loveland on that river so everything down from the narrows is good to go (laughs) yeah yeah i I feel bad for the guy get past the narrows yeah, I, I felt bad for the guy we went with because he wore shorts and he's stinging nettles all over his legs. I had my wading pants on. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. And even then, they still go through those pants. So Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I obviously feel the same exact way you do about the GMR versus the LMR. LMR is it's kind of like if you want to go fishing and have an experience, the Little Miami's where it's at. If you want to go fishing and catch a big fish, go to the Great Miami River. Um, I've done well on the mad this year. Um, I now I didn't hit the mad in a lot of areas this year. I hit kind of actually one kind of specific area that I had fit wade fished previously and had some mixed success. Um, and I had like a really good one or two days out here. Um, and one of them happened to land on a tournament and it was that weekend long Buckeye tournament. I can't remember what it was called. I want oh, to say the, the Memorial Day. Day. Maybe it was the Memorial Day weekend. Oh, that's one. yeah, yeah. Was, that's the month you killed it for KBF monthly. Was no, it? this one was different. I thought it was. Um, no. Huh. Uh, I can't remember Brad offhand. Maybe, maybe it was, but I want to say that I don't. I don't know if they ran. In conjunction, that's what I don't remember if they ran in conjunction with each other that KBF yeah. monthly or not. I thought I did the KBF monthly separate, but oh, uh, who cares? But um, I I spent that weekend was kind of fun and frustrating at the same time. So I spent all weekend fishing and I fished three different rivers. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is I'm fishing against guys that are in lakes that know where they're going, where the big fish are, yeah. you know, and I'm sitting there like, well, I'm going to fish the rivers and I'm going to go where I think there might be fish, you know, 
And um, I actually did kind of well in the one tournament, the one tournament that, or the one day that I was out there that I had significant amount of time. It ended up, yeah, that was the, it was the Memorial Day weekend stuff, dude, yeah. because that's when the tornadoes happened and I was yeah. trying to finish yeah. up. Yeah. So that Sunday. So I started out fishing. I fished the mad, the little Miami at, at a point and then the um, great Miami river mm-hmm. and, um, insanity insanity that weekend you know and just to top that weekend off i finished up fishing literally while that tornado was blowing through north dayton so um but you know like mad river is it is like you said it's it runs colder it's spring fed well little miami's spring fed also but um mad river has some good constant like elevation change happening so that's why you see the speed at, at what at what at which it runs mm-hmm. um i've wade fished there and kind of got not in trouble but had some areas that i'm like eh, you know not the smartest way trying to cross all the way across in some deeper water and stuff but it is um it is a it floods easily but mm-hmm. clears easy um, yeah. so like if you have we've had like significant rain and you're like, oh, the river's gonna mess up. Check the Mad River first if you really want to get on the, you know, get on the river. And um, it, it's more like a creek. Yeah, it it Fast runs. Creek. It'll run out. It'll run clear quickly. Yeah. I've been on there though, man. When the when the water starts to ra- rise, and it's a little little scary, dude. I got I got into this area where I found like the river and actually split and kind of went. It kind of goes far away from itself. Not far, but far enough that it's not just like an island. You know what I'm thinking? You know where I'm talking about how we have a lot of in our rivers, we have those little small, narrow islands, you can call them, where the river splits and it comes back together around them. This is actually where the river kind of takes off a little bit away from itself by, and it causes this island, if you want to call it, and it's a couple, maybe a hundred yards wide, you know? It's, It's really weird. Um, but I've caught a bunch of fish up in that because it was during the time, I think it was like either pre, it might've been pre-spawn or post-spawn, just post-spawn, but it was when all of our rivers were really bad, you know, in the spring, as we've talked about a thousand times with it being as bad as it was. And it was in off of that because the water was slow back there Mm -hmm. and it's where it kind of met back up and basically caused a big giant current seam right where it came back together and um there was fish stacked up like crazy that weekend back there and i i was catching huge rock bass at while i was catching some decent smallmouth too back there and it was it was it was a lot of fun man like you know i I happened to come across some like really really good days like Mm -hmm. um overall like overall like was it a spectacular fishing season for me i wouldn't say it was anything above or below what i've had happen in the past but um you know it's uh it's kind of you know when i look at how we kind of fish especially because we're both we're both you know we both work we don't we don't fish for our jobs you know we don't you know, uh, I, I'm not, you know, I don't have the opportunity to go to some different body of water every single day. So we can take what we can get kind of days, you know, like, so we're going to tend to have those days where you're like, it's, 
you know, you just can't catch squat, you know, and it's yeah. kind of frustrating because you're like, man, you know, like it makes you want to go to the places like our GMR spots or our little Miami spots or our river spots and not go waste time at these lakes around here because we know where we can go catch some awesome smallmouth potentially at any time of the year. Yep. And it's like, well, do I do that or do I go explore something different, possibly don't catch squat? You know what I mean? And that's what makes it hard for us yeah. to decide, you know, like overall, like, you know, we can make it, we, if we had the opportunity to change like, and, or be able to fish a lot of places and just cancel out water all the time and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, well that's, that part sp- sucks, but that part's good over here. You know, that would, we could change our complete outlook of how Ohio fishes. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I don't know. It's, um, you know, the GMR is, it's a good spot. Little Miami is a beautiful spot and Mad River has its, you know, ups and downs. So what is your, you think then, obviously you said the GMR is probably your favorite, favorite river to kind of, um, what would you say is your favorite lake? <laughs> My favorite lake in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have said without hesitation, it's Kaiser. Yeah. Because back then the weeds weren't as bad. And, uh, the, uh, lily pads were more abundant, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, but I did hear that they dredged the lake this year, late, late in the season. So I'm kind of curious to get back there and check it out. And see what it's like. If yeah. it made, if it made, a lot of people are saying it made it worse. I've heard. Uh, I could, I could see that. I, I don't know. The it probably fit shocked the fish, and they don't know where to go. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah, that I'm place sure. is always going to have some difficulty. And when I say difficulty, I mean like, like control as far as people pulling bass out of it. Yeah, it it runs on a slot limit, right? Mm-hmm. So, and when you run a slot limit, it's supposed to what kind of, um, it's supposed to help promote like trophy style fish. It's supposed yeah. to keep more fish there. But the problem is, is that I don't, if you don't have anybody out there, you're not actively really kind of cracking down on poaching. You'll yeah. never get that it doesn't matter what the slot limit crap that they want to do is going to work or not. The other problem with that lake is that it's so shallow. It's heats up. It gets hot. Oh yeah. And it is literally surrounded by farmland. That is it. There's no woods in that kind of, I mean, there's a little bit of trees here and there, but for the most part, 99% of everything around Kaiser Lake is farmland. And that's, not going to ever help it. That's why that place has algae blooms consistent every year, year in and year out. Um, yeah. It makes me wonder if my, my little boy got sick from that lake. Like, yeah. because he got sick the following week or week and a half after I had taken him out there. And, um, and it was in October. So, and I, we were still wearing shorts and that was, I think that year was the year <clears throat> it was not this past October, the year before where it stayed warm all the way through like September and October that year, like pretty far. So, yeah. So my 
Yeah, like like I said, five years ago, you would have said you would have asked yeah. me that. I would have said Kaiser. I caught my personal best twenty one out of there. Yeah, but I think now, like you got you guys give me crap about it, but I I think Kaiser's like or not Kaiser, uh, Callen Lakes, like starting to boom a little bit. Like I don't re- ever remember Callen Lake being as good as it is right now. Yeah, that, that lake is on the rise. I'm telling you, I I've caught more bigger fish the last two years there than I have like the previous years growing up fishing there. So that's awesome. That lake is definitely on the rise. It, it's cool to see. Like I never noticed the grass around the edges and stuff or like the five, six foot range. I, I never noticed that grass. So I started throwing those chatter baits in that grass and catching big fish, man. So there you go. I'd yeah, have dude. to say that's my favorite lake right now. I mean, even though I talk crap about it. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Brad, we spent hearing Brad first half of the season. Brad's like, I hate Cowan. I hate Cowan. I, I won a tournament there. I hate it. I hate it. And then I, we're like, I we're going to nickname it after you, dude. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell. I wouldn't be able to say that I agree with you or disagree with you in regards to that because I, I have never really fished even the lakes in our area very, very fr- frequently. And this is like the first time um, I, this year was the first time I concentrate on it. So like, I had fished Cowan Lake as, as a kid, like maybe a handful of times, you know, younger, like in my teenage days and stuff like that, joking around. But this year is my first like serious year of targeting bass and in lakes, you know, outside of the river systems besides pulling around at Cow or at Kaiser. So, yeah, there, there's a few other lakes in the area that I, well, they're not, in the area but they're like hour hour and a half away that i still want to try uh deer creek uh you know hoover stuff like that alum creek I, there, there's there's a few up near columbus i want to try i think we should hit up some spots in kentucky too um oh yeah kentucky's like, great especially the eastern or yeah eastern side of kentucky um i think there's one called oh gosh what was it well, did, uh, did you Jay hear Wall- about... It's Jay Wallen's home lake. Um, sure that's I... eastern or western? I want to say it's eastern Kentucky side. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. You know, uh, did you see the Cincinnati kayak fishing trail uh, uh, schedule this year? I did. I did. They got, they got some cool lakes that I've never been... like. Uh, yeah, some cool uh, lakes that I've never been to, so that, it's going to give me an incentive to focus on that trail next year. They got Kincaid Lake in uh, Kentucky, uh, Brookville Lake in Indiana. I'm going to hit that. I can't remember off the top of my head the other one that I'm excited for, but it's a it's an Ohio lake, and I'm like, cool, man. I definitely want to try that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, where is it? Uh, eastern part of Kentucky. I don't. I'm not familiar with that. It's probably near Lexington. I'm guessing. It's Cave Run. You go ahead and keep talking, man. Let me find it. Cave Run is near Louisville, I think. Maybe I. I'm not 100. percent I've been there though. You just don't remember it because I was younger. But I don't know. I'm excited for that uh, schedule. I don't know how excited you are for it. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, it, no, I'm not. 
No, I'm sorry. That sounded shitty um, or crappy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> He's focused on his phone right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't mean it to sound like that. Um, it's not that. You just, I don't really plan on fishing much tournament wise this year. Um, I don't, uh, the reason being is because of the paddle and fin kind of stuff that we have planned in the works. So I'm going to have to kind of watch what I do vacation wise. Um, I will pro- definitely try to, uh, I want to really try it. This isn't Jay's um, home lake, but Laurel, Laurel River Lake. It's kind of like a North style or Dale Hollow Okay. Um, lake. It's really, really pretty. Um, I can't find it anywhere now, dude. This is annoying me. But uh, so, yeah, it, uh, Tournament wise, I don't know, man, to be honest with you. Here's what I want to do. I'm not going to really freak out tournament wise. I'm not going to try to make it a point to hit up any KBF or even any of our local stuff. I want to, I want to go do a couple tournaments here and there, that sort of thing. But I actually, once I get my butt in this boat, a pedal drive is where I'm going to make an attempt to get up to places and, and fish like St. Clair. I'm not going to go waste my time and money to go enter that tournament until I can actually gain some knowledge of what I'm doing out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I just, and the reason being is because the way some people get tournament wise, I don't want to step on anybody's toes or anybody's way when I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? That's it. It's just kind of out of every respect. You know what I mean? I don't want to be out there getting in somebody's way, getting somebody all bent out of shape, you know, that sort of thing. Cause I'm, I, I'm not up to par with whatever tournament standards or like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, just, what kind of manners to have, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the etiquette, etiquette, etiquette's what yeah, I'm looking yeah, for, yeah. that sort of thing. So, you know, and, and it, it's not that I necessarily care about trying to be competitive. It's just, I don't want to go drop coin on something like that until I just have a, kind of some knowledge of what I'm doing out there. You know, there's no reason for me to do it. It's just a waste of money at that time. You know, I know it's the corrupt, camaraderie thing camping out, hanging out but at the same time i have two kids here at home that i gotta take care of so it's like if i would rather have like when we if when we start planning out our trips this year like you know if we're going to go up to michigan have everybody meet that's going to be more fun for me to do i can save oh, yeah. my time I, for that I, and my money for that sort of thing you know what i mean so that's kind of how I'm looking at it this year. Like, so I haven't really been paying attention, to be honest with you, with too much of the uh, the overall schedules. So, yeah, I've that's got... all. That's all good, man. We're we're gonna have fun next year. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a blast. I am too. We we got some big stuff planned. So, uh, all right, cool, man. Uh, we can wind this down. We're already at a minute or an hour and fifteen. Are we? Dang, dude. We're just sorry. I blabbed a lot tonight. <laughs> no, dude. You're all good. Funny, so I, I kind of had the feeling I'd go into this being quiet, and I think I yeah. talked more, way more than you did. Uh, you, you can you can talk about your body's water. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy it too. You like, talk about my body. So, what'd you no. decide? You're so weird, no. Brad. Weird, Brad. <laughs> all right. Well, 
let's end this. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday. Um, not sure what we got planned yet, but <laughs> I side vision barking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out the side vision on our uh, YouTube. You'll you'll get a laugh out of it. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, and have a good rest of the week. Tight lines and smooth battling. This is Bucky Buckstabber, founder and executive director of the Fly Fishing Collaborative. At the Fly Fishing Collaborative, also known as FFC, we mobilize the fly fishing community, outdoor enthusiasts, and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska in partnership with FFC. Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of Transformational Impact Abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catch board. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Spend your Saturdays with Life on the Water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.